0: Welcome to Elevate Your Life and Soul. I'm your host, Marla Kennedy, life coach, EFT practitioner, mama, and writer, and I am so grateful you are here today. I help women shift from self-doubt to self-love so they can feel confident, and I'm really excited to be sharing this journey with you. So let's dive in and elevate your life and soul. Hey, love. I'm jumping in to invite you to my new Facebook group, The Self-Love Community Tips on How to Live a Purpose Driven Life. This is a place to take everything you hear on the podcast to an even deeper level. We have conversations, live interviews, tips, all the things, and there is an amazing group of women in there. So head over to Facebook and come and join us. I can't wait to see you in there. See you soon. Right now, the world feels really heavy. We're coming out of COVID-19 and the Black Lives Matter movement is so strong and it's so needed. It's really long overdue that we are seeing the voices of black people and it really makes me sad to think that it's taken this long. And, you know, this is really hard for me to talk about. And I will probably do a whole episode on this. I've shared in my newsletter, I've shared in my Facebook group. um, But I haven't shared on the podcast. And I've been a bit of quiet, I've kind of stepped back from things and just been reflecting and sharing a lot personally. So, As you know, I am a brown woman and the colour of my skin has shaped everything for me. It is my identity. It's brought me to who I am. And when George Floyd was first murdered, I really felt the weight of that. It brought up all the prejudice that I've experienced in my life. And while I saw what was happening in the US i felt almost guilty to share my own experience because i'm not black and i've never been oppressed i do not understand what it is like to be oppressed as a whole like like black people have experienced and so for me i felt like i was caught between two worlds because i'm a brown woman who has been very prejudiced against and I understand that day-to-day prejudice because I've lived it I still live it all the time and and yet I will never know what black people are going through and so for me to share it's only my perspective it's only my experience it's not it's not the truth it's not the experience of everyone it's definitely definitely not the experience of black people but i do feel called to share it so i will be sharing more about this soon very soon in the next episode but right now i am bringing to you a wonderful interview that i did with an incredibly powerful black woman Who stands up for self love? Um, I loved interviewing her. She, um, she's just such a gift. She, her name is Eltresa Bryant, and she is a passionate advocate for confidence in women. And you know, when we were talking before our interview, we just noticed a lot of synchronicities in our story, and really. Um although very different, there was a lot of common ground that I could really relate to in her story. Um, and it was such a joy to see someone really inspiring other people to stand up and own their voice and be confident. And now is the time, more than ever, you know, it really really touched my heart. El is so wonderful i know i keep saying this but you've got to listen to this episode um you really have to it's just amazing and you know she she said this one thing in the interview she was talking about how she really owns her own authority and she doesn't let other people define her beauty she defines it herself that was just a light bulb moment for me because so often I feel like we give our power away and we get to take it back and we get to own our own worth and own who we are and from doing that and then sharing our vulnerable stories and standing in our power why we do that we can inspire others and that's how we create impact and change. Eltresa is doing that she really is she's standing up She is a voice for black women. She is a voice of women who need self-love and self-confidence. And she's just so inspiring. So I'm really humbled. I'm really excited to share this episode with you. And I'm not going to continue rambling anymore. You've just got to listen to it for yourself. But there are so many wisdom drops in this. And it is my absolute honor to bring it to you. So Let's dive in. Welcome to today's episode. Today, I am talking to to Altresa Bryant. Altresa is a confidence coach and she spent most of her life hiding in the shadows of others because of low self-esteem and a lack of self-confidence. Her mission is to pull purpose out of women and young girls and help them build their confidence to step into their full potential. Hi, Altresa. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you
0: for having me. Oh, I'm so, so happy you're here today. And how did I do with your intro? Is there anything you'd like to add?
1: At the moment, no. I'm just excited to be here and I'm ready to do this.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Um, from our brief conversation I um a bit earlier, I'm really looking forward to it. I think um, lots of... um similarities and stuff in some parts of our story that are going to that's going to be really amazing to share so i'd really love you to share a little bit about your legacy and what you do
1: um how i got started
0: yeah actually before we jump in i have a question that i have to ask you that i ask everyone on my on my show um and that is before we jump in how do you start your day with prayer beautiful
1: it used to be just get up and check my phone, but it's like you have to give God the glory because he didn't have to wake you up mm-hmm. So with prayer.
0: Amazing. Yeah. I love it. Um, and, yeah, so please share with me your, the legacy you're here to leave.
1: I want to not only leave um, – a company or a business that my children's children can profit off of. But I want to leave confidence in all the little girls and women that struggled like I did growing up. I didn't have the confidence or the self-esteem. And like you said, I did hide behind the shadows because a lot of people would tell me, oh, you're black. You're, you're so black. You're ugly. Your forehead is so big. So I, would, I became an introvert. Because I didn't want people to single me out and make fun of me. I was quiet. Um, You would really have to get to know me to see that that vibrant side of me. So I want girls that are growing up like me or women that experience what I've experienced to know that you are beautiful regardless of the color of your skin and regardless of how you look because beauty starts with you. So I want to Mm -hmm. instill that in women. And like we were talking about earlier, what finally made me decide to go forward and just tell my story and help other people is when my daughter was able to talk and she told me that she no longer wanted to be brown because brown was ugly and she wants to be white. And she didn't think she was pretty and she hated her coily hair. And I was like, oh no, this stops with me. She is not going to go through what I went through. So now I'm here. And I'm building my platform, and I'm ready to help. As a little girl, I always wanted for someone to come up to me and say, hey, you're beautiful, or hey, you can get through this and you have my support, but nobody ever really did that. People just kind of told me, "Um, you're really smart. You're this, you're that, but nobody looked at the the core of the problem and tried to solve it, and now I'm here to do the same thing. Well, do Mm. that, not the same thing.
0: Beautiful. And, you know, like I really relate because I have a young son who's four and a little baby who's seven months old. And so, you know, I want, I mean, my partner's Caucasian, so they're quite light-skinned. Um, and, I mean, I'm not particularly dark, but still I've faced immense challenges and overcome them and then with my vitiligo as well. So I really understand that and I, I really want my children to grow up knowing acceptance and really owning their their skin and who they are and um and their brownness their darkness um you know i just think it's it's so important so i just love i love your mission and your legacy and that you're a huge part of this is stopping it with your children that is just so key and um i love that you're rising up in that it's amazing um and so what, what ab- apart from that, what compelled you, like, from your story? What was, like, the catalyst or the, um, the thing that started you on your journey to self-love?
1: Um, just other people telling me, like, as I grew older, other people started telling me that I was beautiful, I was pretty, and I didn't believe them. It was just like, why would you lie to me? And she's like, no, you really are. And then I had to start checking within myself. I heard it so much growing up that I'm ugly that I internalized it. And that became my reality. Mm. So I had to unlearn ugly and really look at pretty. And now I'm at a point in my life where no one can tell me I'm ugly because it's not up to you to determine that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So if I believe I'm beautiful, no one else's opinion matters.
0: Mm powerful um and so now so you you're a confidence coach um and so tell me about that how do you work with women now
1: so i'm actually a healing and confidence coach so Mm -hmm. i take away i help them heal from past trauma a lot of the healing I mean, a lot of the trauma that they've experienced in their lives causes low self-esteem and they don't have the confidence. So we have to tackle the issues first. And once we tackle the issues and we, we help them accept it, it's easier to move on from it. And then we work on building the confidence and the self-esteem. So it's a, it's, it depends on the, the, the client and what they've experienced and how far into it they are. Um, but I work with a lot of women and at first it's scary to just come out of your shell, to tell your story and then to admit that you want help, you need help. So, Mm. yeah, that answered your question.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, It really does. And what do you feel are the keys to a more confident you?
1: You definitely have to embrace who you are. Because if you don't, then you can't be confident. Um, confidence and self-esteem are two different things, but they go hand in hand. So if your self-esteem is not there, your confidence can't be at an all time high. You have to work on who you are, um, love you, heal the broken parts of you, and then you can go on to being confident. Because confident, um, knowing who you are, What you want and what you believe in plays a big role in you being completely confident because you're gonna go out there in the world and no one is going to be able to tell you what it is or what it isn't because you know, you're confident Mm -hmm. in who you are and what you're bringing. So Mm -hmm. you have to first love yourself. Secondly, just, just be bold, be bold. You can't be afraid. You have to go out there and face whatever it is that's scaring you because the more you run from fears, the more it continues to revisit you, face Mm. your fear. Those are the two main things. Those are the two main keys to confidence. If you love on who you are, accept yourself for who you are, and then you face your fears, there's nothing else in the way of you getting to your goals. Nothing else can stop you.
0: Mm. So if it's someone... Right. say there was someone there that was, was like you and like I, I experienced it too but like thinking you were feeling like you were too dark and how would you start like how would
1: you start like loving that part of you you definitely have to be vocal about it, it it's, I personally don't think that it's something you can overcome by yourself because you've already made yourself believe that you're not good enough mm-hmm. so someone has to help you through it oh
0: Yeah, it's. Can you see me now? Yeah, I I can see you. That's okay. No worries. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so, so, how, how important do you think it is to have support from someone else in doing that?
1: It's very, very important. Sometimes the support from strangers is not as good as the love and support. From someone that you actually look up to and admire, like if it's a young child, maybe your mother is telling you you're beautiful, or your father is telling you you're beautiful, and actually instilling those powerful um, affirmations into you.
0: Mm. But what if what if you don't have that support in your family structure or your friendship structure and stuff? Where how would you how can yeah. you have hope and tune into to that?
1: That's where it becomes really tough mm. because when you, when you don't have the support, you have to find it within yourself. Mm. And it's just really looking in the mirror, writing if that's what it, whatever it takes for you to release. You have to release all of the negativity and pour positive affirmations into yourself. That's why affirmations are important. You have to tell yourself because someone told you and then you told yourself that you were ugly or you weren't good enough. So you have to release the negativity and pour more positive in i'm beautiful i know this i believe this um i will make it i am enough things like that you have to pour that into you and Mm -hmm. you have to make it so it's all about unlearning what you have learned about yourself and then rediscovering who you are
0: yeah and just practicing so practicing it a lot um And I know that's what I did myself, like I with my skin, when my skin started to change, I really had to go back to the basics and go back to just talk. I used to just start speaking to my skin in loving ways, and just telling it that I was grateful for it and telling it much I loved it and just I'd started with like a minute every night kind of thing I did started really small because that's all the capacity I had because I was still trying to come to terms with this unknown fear um and so I just started really small like while I was lying in bed or just speak talking to it for like five minutes or something really small um so I do feel that's really important like that practice and con- coming back to it constantly
1: and then listening to you also brought to my memory that you have to interrupt the negative self-talk you have to interrupt those thoughts
0: yeah so if you have that have have those negative thoughts and you catch it what can you what can you say or do to interrupt it
1: you have to replace it with something positive so if I'm saying to myself oh my god my skin is so ugly no, my skin is actually beautiful, and I'm grateful for it. I'm, I have this skin for a reason. I'm, mm. You have to replace it with something positive. As soon as you think of the negative thought, you immediately replace it with something positive. When, when, or you ask yourself a question. Like, why in the world would you think your, your skin is so ugly? Because when you ask a question, the brain searches for an answer. Mm, yeah. Practice. And practice. And then before you know it, you're not thinking anything negative because the brain is already pouring in positive, pouring in positive. I am going to reiterate that affirmations are so important. And you should make your own.
0: Customize mm. your
1: own affirmations. It's, it's okay to go on the internet and find them. But when you create your own, it becomes more personal.
0: Mm. And you think they should and with those with affirmations do you think they should be like not like smaller affirmations so that they're, they're, they're not such a stretch for you to believe or how would you like break that down to make them fit you so that they're like um i guess it close enough that you can believe them i think
1: it depends on the person whatever mm-hmm. you want your it shouldn't be as long as it, it resonates with you. You can't say, um, you can't make affirmations on things that you don't believe, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. It has to be you you have to really believe it. Yeah. And if you don't, it'd be something that you you will eventually believe the more you say it and the more you apply it to your life.
0: Yeah, like that possibility. There has to be that possibility for you to be able to step into that.
1: Yeah, that really
0: resonates. Um And how did you personally step into that confidence?
1: Um, Like I said, at first I started looking at myself and it's just like, you know what, you aren't ugly. This is what people told you. People who weren't hurt people, Mm. they were hurt. They decided they wanted to hurt you as well. You are beautiful. Name some of the things you love about yourself. And I was like, I... I actually love my cute little button nose and my little eyes and I love my smile. And my skin is actually very beautiful Mm. and it's soft. Like I just started looking at all the things I liked and loved about myself and the things that I found to be a problem started to shrink until they eventually disappeared. Mm. You know, I'm not completely where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. and, And I love that. I'm evolving every day
0: Mm, and I love that I really I'm really glad you shared that because I do feel like start with what you actually can see recognize and notice like straight away and it can be tiny it can be really small and it can seem silly like but those things add up and then you can build on them and grow on them and um it's yeah, I would start with that stuff and I'd even do things like, oh, I'm so grateful for my eyes because they allow me to see, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd build up to like getting to like liking the colour of them or liking, you know, um, or my nose or something as well. Like I'm grateful I can smell and then building up to the like grateful for the shape of it or how it looked and stuff I'm um, building on that. I think that's a really good point that you made. Um And so now that you have stepped into this confidence and this new way of being, how has it changed your life?
1: Oh, it it has made me um, look at the world different. I no longer look at the world in fear of how people are viewing me and wanting to run and hide. It's just like there's a big old world out here and there's so many opportunities and who better than me, myself, to go out there and just embrace all of it.
0: Mm. Yeah. 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 So amazing. Um, and who's been your most impactful teacher?
1: I'm sorry. It was breaking up. I didn't hear.
0: Oh, you. that's okay. Who's been your most impactful teacher?
1: Um, surprisingly my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, People don't think that they can learn from children, but you really can. Just the the little work that I've been doing with her and watching her confidence change, I feel like I'm watching myself grow up all over again, and I'm able to interrupt the patterns that no one interrupts when I was growing up. And I'm building this beautiful, strong, confident baby girl. So Mm. she's been an inspiration. She's been my teacher. I know what to add, what to take away, just based on her reaction, how she's developing. So it's been beautiful.
0: How old is she? She's
1: four.
0: Oh, yeah, my son's four as well. So um, at such a uh, – such a curious age and there's so much – it's so interesting how – like we just – they're really influential and they really, really, at that age, just take everything in. So it's – it's really inspiring to me um, to see when people are really um, working with their kids from such a young age to do that, you know. Um, are you still there? I think I'm not sure if we have lost Eltresa. Um But, yeah, I will just keep chatting and see if she comes back. Um, So, you know, like everything Altrice has been sharing, I have found really, really impactful myself um, and stuff that I have really applied in my own life because I have really been someone who struggled with with the self-love thing and I really really struggled with accepting my skin and all these tools that Altresa is giving and the, the affirmations and stuff like you know there's a lot of buzz around affirmations and there's a lot of stuff where people say you know well it it doesn't really have like that big of an impact and stuff. But when you start small and you start doing those little things every day, so like, you know, for example, just saying, I'm really grateful for my nose and my skin. It feels so soft. Um, And I love like feeling the air in my lungs. And I'm so grateful that they allow me to breathe every day doing things like that and building a really strong practice in a really small way is so 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 impactful and amazing and um i i just think that anyone can do it and it's really really Important and like El Teresa said, it's totally changed her life. Um, and now she gets to step into that and really step into that confident place with her own daughter and show her what is possible for her, and it's 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 shaping our future generations. So I do the same thing with my kids and instill the same self belief in them and it's really interesting. There's this book, um, which I think I've mentioned in an interview with someone else called Mindset by Carol Dweck. And uh, it's it's a great book in terms of talking about two parts of mindset. So you have your growth and your fixed mindset. And you can really instill a growth mindset in children from a young age, which is where you show them what is possible for them. And you they don 't have to be the best it 's not about being the best at something it 's about learning and if they fall down it 's about showing them what is possible for them um, and the you know letting them make mistakes and then learning and just always doing their best and it 's not just in terms of what you do it 's in terms of like how you show up and how you relate to yourself and how you love yourself so really tuning in to tuning into you, tuning into um, your skin or whatever, it, whatever the thing for you that is holding you back Um, or your kids back or like, you know, maybe they're shy or maybe they get anxious or worried about things. Um, It goes for adults or kids. Whatever that thing is that is getting in the way of self-love and confidence, which is what Eltrice and I have been talking about, having a growth mindset and seeing, you know, this is possible for me. I can be, I am everything that I need and I can just keep showing up and I can just work hard and put in the effort and everything is going to really unfold beautifully for me. Um, so I think that's really, really valuable and I'm hoping that El Teresa will jump back on, um, because that would be amazing, so we could continue the conversation. Um, I will, I will wait and see, and if not, then I'm going to definitely link all of her details in the show notes. Because even though this is cut out, and this is, you know, this is the reality of the internet. Sometimes, sometimes when you do a podcast, and I generally like to leave my podcasts raw, unfiltered, and just flow with them because. I really, really believe that there's magic in the ma- madness and the mess, and um, you know, like it, it, it can be really useful sometimes to have the unfiltered stuff. I really love it. I love listening to things that are unfiltered because you get to see the humanity of what goes in behind a business and also of people. And um, yeah, so I, I think that's really important. And um, I mean. And and I'm I just that's how I show up and I'm really, you know, excited and I can see oh, Eltrice is coming back in now, so it's perfect. This is perfect. We can keep we can keep talking and keep going into this a little bit more. I'll just keep talking while I wait for her to set up. And um, yeah, so this this is podcasting and this is how we share our stories. It's not always perfect. It's not always messy. And it's the same when you look at your self love and stuff. Sometimes it's messy and you have to go in and out, but it's all good. I was just saying, I've just kept talking while, while you cut out and I was just saying that, you know, the self-love journey can be messy just like technology um, and you just yep. have to go in and out. So uh, welcome back. Um, Thank you. I, I, I've I lost where you were talking about your daughter being a really impactful teacher. Um and yeah, I I love how you're inspiring her and showing her how to love herself. It's so important. And so do you now? Are you working with do you work with women and just just adults or do you also work with children or
1: So, I work with women and teen girls.
0: Amazing. And yeah. I know-
1: Because I get get to have the best of both worlds. It's it's almost like I'm in the middle of two different generations. So I have to constantly keep up with the time so I can relate to the teenage girls. And then sometimes women that I deal with are a lot older, so they end up teaching me certain things. It's Mm.
0: beautiful. And how do you work with these teenage girls? Is it. I mean, I've never worked with teams before, so I'm really curious about your approach and um, how you support them.
1: I definitely start out by asking a lot of questions, what they Mm. like. I try to make... um, I I meet with them every Saturday, and it's in a judgment-free zone, so they're comfortable. And I realise the more you speak to them and the more they feel like you can relate to them, the more they open up and then you discover, like the emotional blocks, and you can kind of figure out where they need, what areas they would need help in, and you just go from there. It's really not hard because all teenage girls want to do is be understood. I don't think that the things that they go through are different from the things that I've gone through or you've gone through. It's Mm -hmm. just the times are different, but Mm -hmm. it's still boy troubles, school, um, friendships nothing new under the sun it's it's all about your approach
0: yeah amazing so it's so important and that's such a time of such transition so to have someone like you going in there and supporting them through that it's it must really help help be so supportive for them to be heard and be like have someone see them and understand them without judging them? Because I, I feel like it, it seems like a common theme where we're really critical of teens and say they're, like, out of control and stuff, but really there's a lot of underlying stuff going on, you know, in that gross period of our lives.
1: I think we become judgmental when we see someone younger than us doing the same things we've done and we think we know the outcome. Sometimes you have to let them experience things or you just say, hey, you know, when I was your age, I went through this and this is how it turned out. Instead of judging them, just explain to them, well, this is this is what I experienced and if you, if you want, I can give you my opinion. Give mm-hmm. them that option. Don't just tell them, don't do this because when I did it, this happened because they're going to shut down and they're not going to want to talk to you.
0: Mm, I love that. I really love that. Um, and so... Do you have, like, a favourite book or anything that you've read that really inspired
1: you? I have several books. Right now the book that I'm reading is The Power of Now. Mm-hmm. The, the person that wrote the book, oh, goodness, I just had the title in my head.
0: Eckhart um, Tolle. Um, yes. Yes. I can't remember his other book name either. It's New Earth, A New Earth.
1: No, it's another one where the, it's, a, it's a young boy and he goes through the desert. Oh but There are life lessons that he's learning as uh-huh. he goes through. Um, it'll come back to me after and I'm, I'm just going to inbox it to you.
0: Yeah, amazing. <laughs> um, and how is that um, impacting you?
1: it's definitely teaching me to, to go deeper because mm-hmm. everything that you need to learn is not always on the surface. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I I
0: yeah. Yeah. It is. It's, it's you have author. to go deep. You really do have to go deep. Um, and so what do you wish you'd known when you first, first started on your like journey to confidence?
1: I wish I had known that it starts with me. I thought that the opinion of others was where it began, but no, it's really all about you, what you think it starts with you. Mm.
0: Yeah, definitely. You. Yeah, I can. It it cut out a little, but I can hear you. Um, yeah, it definitely does start with you. Yeah. Um. And what would you say to her?
1: my younger self.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I'm sorry that I didn't believe in you and that I didn't stand up for you and that I didn't love you enough.
0: Mm. (laughs) So lovely. Would you do anything differently?
1: Not at all. This experience, I feel I had to go through to help other people. So I wouldn't change anything.
0: Mm, I'm the same. I, I feel that really strongly. Um, Whilst it's it's been challenging and all the things that have happened and that I've situations I've even put myself in, I wouldn't change them because they shaped my work and how I can be with my kids and led me to to be where I am now, which is so amazing. Um, and what what has your work done for your clients that you maybe didn't expect?
1: It definitely open their eyes to um, another side of who they are and they're able to love a little more on themselves, not everyone else. And just understand that what people have done to you is not because of you, but because of what they've gone through. Hurt people really do hurt people.
0: Yeah. Um, and, you know, perception is, other people's perceptions can really like run our stories, but um it's really important to be able to discern between someone's opinion and the assessments that they're making and like the facts and what's actually true because it it comes from their own, their own stories and their own experiences. Um, And how do you kind of connect to that for your clients so that they can see that too?
1: What do you mean?
0: Like how, how are you like, Um, show your clients and when you're you're working with them, help them, like, see that other people's perceptions aren't... Because I feel like, for me, like, it took me a lot. It was really hard for me to realise that other... Just because someone had an opinion about me and was saying this stuff, that it wasn't true. Like, I would see it as true and I'd be stuck in that. Um, So... I'm sure in the work that you do, you help people like separate from that, the truth, if, if you, you know what I mean. How would you go about that?
1: Well, you definitely use scenarios. I try to lighten things up by asking um, a silly question, like if someone else drinks poison, do you die? Mm. If you're not oh, I you love things, does it. It doesn't matter. And that's just the way it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That, that's really relatable too. Um, yeah. And what's the best compliment that you've ever received?
1: Um, that I have a beautiful mind. I think mm-hmm. true beauty is, is de- a lot deeper than your appearance. And when somebody thinks that your mind is beautiful, it means that you've, you've gone beyond the box that people have placed you in and, and you, you've really flourished into who you truly are, you're mm. not negative or anything like that. So for me, that's the best compliment because I'm, I'm intellectual and I, I enjoy intellectual conversations and things of that nature. So when someone tells me my mind is beautiful, I think that's like the best compliment can give me.
0: Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and what does elevating your life and soul mean to you?
1: truly submitting to God and doing the work that he has called me to do.
0: Mm, beautiful.
1: Continue to gain knowledge of who he is, who I am in him, and of the world and the people that I aspire to help.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and is there anything else um, that you'd love to add or any questions that I didn't ask you that you wish I'd asked you that you'd like to share?
1: I just want to add um, to anybody that's listening and they're struggling with their self-esteem or their confidence, just remember this phrase, be bold, be confident, be you. The key word is be, it's a command, just do it. And if you you don't believe that you're bold or confident and you don't know who you are, then you practice, because practice makes perfect.
0: Mm. Confidence
1: is like a muscle if you don't use it, it doesn't grow.
0: Mm, totally. I
1: practice.
0: I love that um thank you so much and I I, I really love this conversation it's something I'm really passionate about as well so I'm so glad for you to bring forward your story and your experience and knowledge because it's you're so such evidence of how to shift through this and work through this and it's been really nurturing conversation and I'd love for you to share how people can connect with you and what offers you have out there which I'll and I'll link it all in the show notes so
1: so on uh, Facebook I'm Trista McDaniel and on Instagram it's she is underscore Ella B because I go by the name Ella B Ella means light and B is a command B light
0: Oh, I love that! <laughs> amazing, so amazing. Thank you. And so, you work with women one on one, or do you have programs? Or, um,
1: I'm currently a part of an organization called Girls with Scars, and mm-hmm. work with women and um, young girls. Well, children, women, and children. So I do work with them, and then I also have one-on-one coaching.
0: Amazing. I volunteer
1: a lot and then I do my own thing as well.
0: Oh, so beautiful. Well, thank you so much. I'm I'm so grateful. It's been really amazing having you here.
1: Thank you for having me. Have a great one.
0: You too. Thank you so much for listening. I really am so grateful. And if you really love this episode, I'd love you to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me an honest review. Let me know what you love about the podcast and what you'd love more of because your honest feedback really helps me make it the best it can possibly be. Thank you so much and I'll see you on the next one.